Now, it's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Your host, Teresa E. Keeves, is a professional mediator, here to educate, inform, enlighten, and inspire everyone about the great benefits in the process of professional mediation to resolve conflicts, disagreements, and disputes relating to business or personal matters. Now, here's your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Good morning. Good day. Hello. How are you? Fabulous listeners out there. This is Teresa E. Keeves, your host for Put It All on the Table through Mediation, broadcasting on the GreatTalkZone.com internet radio. Well, how are you all out there? Are you all doing just fine? I know that you are. I hear you loud and clear as usual. And for me, I am doing just fine, my listeners. And thanks for asking. You know, I really feel good today, like something big is really getting ready to happen in my life. And I'm sure that a lot of you out there listening to me can attest to what I'm saying. It is a great feeling, and I wish it for all of you who are listening to the sound of my voice. Okay. Now let's get the weather report here in the Phoenix area out of the way. Today is supposed to be 102, um, although we are experiencing, you know, some cloudiness and things like that. You know, I love, 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 love the sun. But, um, you know, um, um, it, it, it's, it's okay if it's, a, it's um, a, you know, a little cloudy. It, it's all right. Um, but, um, you know, I just want to say that Tuesday it was like 110 to 113 in parts of the valley. Yeah. You know, we have had so many days with triple, triple digit temperatures. Like, you know, the 12news.com said that in July, we already had 20 days that had already hit over 110. So it's a whole different, you know, thing for 100, but hit over 110. So of course, they have not reported on August yet, but however, they did state that we have yet to record August and September. So, you know, at this rate, it could top another 20 days over 110. Whoa. Wow. Okay. My guest for today's talk is the world's best mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell. And we are going to talk about the faster I go, the less I see. Meaning, when you are living your life in the fast lane, do you actually take a little time to enjoy the view? A saying that was spoken by Barbara Walters, one of the creators of the talk show, The View on ABC, as she ended her show. She would say this. So the title of my show, you guys, is actually a title of a sermon that was preached by Dr. Charles Stanley on July 3rd, 2016. This person is a well-educated individual about the Bible and a common sense thinker and a minister who has been on television for a few decades now. And some of you out there who are listening are probably familiar with him and his work. Well, you know, I admire him and frequently tune into his broadcast on Sundays as he is, as I said, a great teacher of the Bible and common sense theory as well. All right. He also says, now get this, that in this sermon, 
what tweaked my, you know, you know, my interest and, and things like that. I've heard of it before, but not the way he put it. He says that we are all drifters as we human beings continue to drift, drift away from God, drifting away from reality. This sermon intrigued me and heightened my interest as I love subjects that are meaningful and subjects that will support my growth. And I, you know, can talk about it to others in hopes, you know, that what I'm saying, you know, helps them on some kind of level. Okay. And for all of you who have been frequent listeners to my show, you have heard me say that I feel people are disconnected from the source, in my opinion, is God. And some of you, um, you know, is, is someone that's higher than yourselves. And I'm sure that there are some of you out there who don't believe in God or a higher source than yourself. And that's fine. That certainly is your choice. Nevertheless, me and my guests are going to explore this fabulous topic and connect the benefits of professional mediation to it. So please stay with me. Okay. I want to talk to you all about something, you know, to give you just some food for thought. Do you think in your quiet time, you know, when you have those quiet moments, you're off to yourself and, you know, you start thinking, thinking about the day, thinking about the future, thinking about the present. You know, I hope you have quiet time. You know, this is very relaxing. And so what in the world is going on with the weather, not only in Arizona, but in our entire country? I have so much compassion, for example, and I'm sending so many prayers for all of those people in Louisiana who have been flooded out of their homes because of the rain and the reports say that more rain is on the way. You know, this brings me to a question for my listeners. Knowing that our thoughts and words have so much energy, you know, as I think we think and emit out of our mouths, what we admit out of our mouths can result in good energy or bad energy. My question is, with the constant rise in hate crimes and people like Donald Trump just saying nasty things without giving it a second thought, for example, do you think what I what I just said can be a contributing factor to our weather going awry? Coupled with the fact there is global warming as our ice caps are melting, this is true, Due to the fact that our world is becoming warmer, or should I say hotter, and this is certainly one of the contributing factors, um, says the scientist and me (laughs) and other common sense individuals who are paying attention to what is happening in the world. I guess what I'm saying here is that energy, negative energy, guys, with some people, you know, some people may think, you know, that this is a factor, you know, for weather conditions in this country as negative energy that we and human beings admit does affect Mother Earth. Now, here we go. I came across an interesting article by Trevor, by Trevor uh, Colliger that was written. It was written back in 2012. But nevertheless, this is this is one of the most interesting that I found in, in my research. The title of it is, Do You Know That Your Thoughts and Actions Affect the Weather and Environment on Mother Earth? It says in part, you guys, the human being is a storehouse of energy. Some of these supports, you know, some of these support our lives, you know, the positive energy, and some burden us, which is the negative uh, repressed emotions. And these imprints within us actually impact on the planet because we exist within her energy field. 
Now, did you guys get that? When we hold on to negative emotions, they are stored somewhere in our bodies. This stagnates and burdens us. If we do not clear these energies, they will eventually make us sick either mentally, emotionally, or physically. So to Mother Earth. Okay? This is given to her. Now, a great little analogy is we, as you know, that we are like fleas, this, this author is saying, on Mother's Earth back. If we are full of negative thoughts and feelings, energetically, we become mean and nasty, inflicting burden onto Mother Earth. We essentially burden her the, with the more negativity we create within ourselves. So she is sensitive to what is happening on her. Just like we are sensitive to what happens within, on, and around us. One of the ways, he says, Mother Earth gets affected by our negatives is through human thought forms. Isn't that not what I was just talking about? Our negative thoughts and feelings change our internal vibration. And so doing, this changes the way we impact on Mother Earth. It is like when we have a negative imprint, you all, within ourselves, this affects our overall vibrations, which in turn changes our external reality. We are, in a sense, like a little imprint in Mother Earth's energy. If we are negative in energetic quality, it has to impact her. All right? And so lastly, he says, how she goes about cleaning these energies is by releasing them through climate responses. I found that interesting. But, you know, like with bad storms, tidal waves, earthquakes, all of these things are negative energy releases that have built up within her. By releasing them, she is being loving to herself. Now, he says that this may sound crazy, but our negative fear-based emotions drive the weather on the planet. When I became aware of this recently, he says, it changed his understanding of how connected we all are to Mother Earth. Just like our emotions affect the people in and around us, so do our emotions affect Mother Earth. Knowing this, he said, I see the importance of being loving in my energy creation, not only for my personal experience, but for everyone and the planet as well. As I said, this was some food for thought. Now, we learned this theory, uh, we meaning all of us who study science of mind and unity, we learned all of these theories in our study. So I found that very interesting, and I thought that it would be something good to talk to um, you, my, my fabulous listeners, about um, out there. Okay? Now, it is shout-out time. Okay. I'm going to give this shout-out. And then we're going to go for commercial, and then we're going to come back, okay? Now, can we give a great shout-out to our American Olympic team, especially our women team? I mean, they are off the chain. I want to say congrats to you all, all all of you. Michael Phelps, I mean, all all of you, Gabby, Gabby and, the, and the fabulous, oh, my God, they're just fabulous, the women team, all of them. Can't just choose one. You got to say all of them. And a shout out to those firefighters in California who are battling that fire that has affected like 82,500, according to the Associated Press, people 
from some 34,500 homes, you know, and they were under mandatory evacuation orders, San Bernardino County Fire Spokesman Eric Sherman had said. Now, some structures had already burned, but it wasn't yet clear whether they were homes. And I was looking at this again last night, and they still haven't got too, you know, much of a handle on this fire. So, you know, let's have hopeful, thoughtful, and loving prayers that, you know, uh, the people in California and also Louisiana, you know, these are just two particular things that's been, you know, greatly talked about in the news that, you know, things will subside with them positively and that they will get help so that they can move on with their lives. And last, I want to send out prayers regarding the little 10-year-old boy named Jesse Wilson who went missing in Avondale. It's been about a month now or a little bit over a month, and there has been no signs of him, no reports as to what really happened to this little guy. Now, this is Avondale, Arizona, okay? The initial report says, you all, that he climbed out of his bedroom window, and the report also says that he's done he's done this before. You know, this is according to his mother, but he has always come back. Now, it's also being reported that in 2011, the police states that they had to investigate the home where it was reported that the children were not getting enough food to eat and two of the four-year-old boys were tied to their beds. The mother had a total of five children. She is not being charged, you all, in this as the police says that she is being very cooperative with the investigation. Well, I want you to know that I've been praying for this little boy's beautiful little boy that God brings him back safely, unharmed, and he could tell the authorities what really went down with him. Why did he run away from home? And, and if anybody else was involved and things like that, if things were good, this is all I'm going to say. If things were good and loving, he would not keep running away from home. That has should, you know, home is his, is his safe haven. It's everyone's safe haven, but I'm talking about this little boy. Uh, Jesse Wilson. So I want to end it by saying, God be with you, little Jesse Wilson. Okay. Now I am going to get into another subject and then bring my guest on. So I want you guys to get up, stretch, have some coffee and tea and come back with me. Hi listeners. This is Teresa E. Keeves and I want to talk to you about bullying. Do you know that bullying is still a constant negative in our society, not only for children in grammar schools and high schools, but also in our colleges, university, and workplaces? I want you to know that professional mediation is a great method for resolving issues regarding bullying. It also allows party members to engage in a much-needed conversation to clarify what the issues are and to resolve them without the involvement of law enforcement and in relation to our children, the possibility of school suspension. Need more information? Please give me a call at 623-594-5657 or visit my website at www.tekmediations.com. Now it's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Here's your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Thank you for returning with me. This is Teresa E. Keeves, your host for Put It All on the Table Through Mediation. And the topic of our show today is the faster I go, the less I see. As I said before, this was a um, uh, a sermon discussed with um, 
Dr. Uh, Charles Stanley on July 3rd, 2016, and the world's best mental health therapist, Rachel C. Campbell, and I are going to, we're going to talk about this, this subject and explore it. Now, I want to uh, tell you guys something that came across uh, my desk from Fraud Watch, and I know you know already know this, but I'm going to say again that, you know, there's a lot of debt collecting that's going on, you know, and uh, people are, you know, they're calling people at their houses and, you know, um, it could be a collection agency. This report says a lawyer or a company that buys delinquent debts and then tries to collect on them. Okay. Now, um, these, a lot of times these delinquent debts are debts that have already uh, been taken care of and or satisfied their um, federal stats. And so you, we need to be aware and knowledgeable about all of this, okay? This says, on the other hand, it could be a fake debt collector. This is what I want to warn you guys about. Armed with sensitive information, he coaxes from you. The criminal could charge your credit cards or open new accounts, take out loans in your name, write fraudulent checks, and more. Now, this is um, also um, um, uh, an apropos to what I talked to about um, earlier on my uh, show earlier in the year about um, the IRS uh, calling you um, at your home. First of all, they're going to send you letters. Um, the other thing, first of all, they have um, hired third parties to collect on outstanding uh, tax debt. So the thing is, is that there are unfortunately a lot of fake people who have gotten a hold of this, for example, regarding this uh, tax debt. And they're, and they're telling people, okay, you don't want to talk to me. You're going to be arrested in 48 hours, that kind of thing. Don't be scared by that or moved by that because you know if you owe a debt with the IRS, you can call them up and get into a payment plan and or, you know, they're going to send you a letter. But but here comes the but. They have um, um, employed um, uh, people to, to help them to uh, collect the outstanding debts and taxes that people owe. But so we just got to be you know, on our P's and Q's and things about this. And I want you also to know that should you get one of these calls, you tell the caller you refuse to discuss the debt unless you receive a written notice that includes the debt amount, the name of the creditor, and your rights under the Federal Fair Debt Collections Practices Act. Do not give the caller sensitive information and never give out or confirm personal information or other sensitive information unless you know whom you're talking to, and this includes bank account, credit cards, and Social Security uh, numbers. Now, if the debt is legitimate, but you think the collector may be false, because sometimes there is legitimate debt, and they do get a hold of your legitimate debt information, okay? We just got to be more savvy about ourselves, okay? But you think it could be a, a collector who may be fake, contact the uh, creditor about the calls. Now, if you get if you get a call like this, like I was saying, you know, with, okay, you're going to go to jail in 48 hours, that kind of craziness, and they're harassing you, you can report it to the Federal Trade Commission and warn others on the Fraud Watch Network scam tracking map. Okay, now, let's bring on my guest, Reginald C. Campbell, the world's best mental health therapist. He is a frequent um, guest on my show. As I said before, I love his common sense theories. I love talking with him and interjecting um, different subjects with him. As you know, as I said before, I'm out to, you know, educate and inform and enlighten my listeners. Good morning, Reginald. 
Oh, excuse me. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> A little tired, sleep deprived. Um, a lot of things going on uh, with, with work, so uh, trying to take care of uh, the things that I need to take care of. Okay, but you know. <laughs> I know that you'll take care of it and handle it all because it's not going to handle you. That I know. <laughs> that I know. Okay. Our topic of discussion today is the faster I go, the less I see. Uh, original, as I said earlier in this broadcast to you and my listeners, that this is a title of a sermon that was preached by um, Dr. Charles Stanley on July 3rd, 2016. And I found it to be very interesting and intriguing with what he was saying in his talk with his congregation and his viewers. Okay. So now, Reginald, there is so much instant gratification in our society. Okay. And we've talked about this before and it's not getting any better. All right. You have people want what they want and they want it right now without any preparations or having to work for obtaining what they want. Now, you know, remember, people used to do that. There are still a lot of people who do not pre, who do not, um, um, you know, per- persevere for obtaining, you know, assessments. Although what I'm saying here is that there is a lot, you know, who feel that they are owed it. Okay. Now, This coincides with the topic today, acquiring things fast, you know, seems to be that individuals are less appreciative of what is acquired. Now, you know, does this make sense to you, Rachel, what I just said? Oh, sure it does. um, uh, You know, we we live in a microwave society, and by that I mean that that, that people want things instantly. They, um, you know, so... Just, just the patience that people have, even uh, if you're in, in, in the store uh, waiting in line, waiting in the checkout line, and and if someone is uh, a little slower or their cashier has to uh, call them back to send something back to someone or bring something or, you know, something like that, uh, I've just noticed and look at people, how the expression on their faces, their body language, and, you know, all of those things, and... Um, and our our younger people, this this generation, this uh, um, uh, millennials, especially because they uh, you know grew up with driving through um, uh, you know McDonald's or Burger King, getting your meal within two or three minutes, you know, and, and they tend to think that all of life is, is like that. Um, mm-hmm. but there are times in life that we have to be prepared before we receive certain things. And I just look back at my life um, over the last 20 years or so, things that I wanted and or uh, people that I wanted to be in my life or someone who I was dating or wanted to date. I wanted that person in my life. And I look back and I thank God that he didn't give me that situation or that person because that that person was not right for me and Uh I was not ready for uh, that person. So exactly. A job, you know, certain jobs I had to be prepared in order to to uh, take that job and in order to handle it and, and do that job well. I had to have certain experiences 
have to prepare. Um, you know, it's like a sports team that has uh, their preseason and their training camp before the season starts. You know, they prepare. Um, mm-hmm. They prepare the team. Uh, individuals work out and, you know, prepare their bodies for the season. Um, uh, at, you know, when the season is over, so when the season starts, they're ready to do what they need to do. Uh, so in life, it, in, in my opinion, it's, it's the same way. Mhm. Yeah. And this is what I'm saying, you know, is that, you know, people go so fast, Reginald. It's like I was I was given the um, analogy of um, I think uh, uh, last year or earlier this year, I was talking about the reason that I, uh, you know, you know, I, I don't dress up as Santa Claus, but I, you know, I hand out the presents and I want people to take a time to to you know to open the present you know to look at it you know someone took the time to wrap it <clears throat> excuse me someone took the time to go out and buy it you know someone was number one thinking about you and thinking what it is <clears throat> excuse me thinking what it is you would like to have what they would like um to give you that would you know put a smile on their face and your face you know so you know when if you go through these presents and you just snatch them open you know you've seen people do this on television and stuff, papers flying everywhere, you know, then they throw it over to the side and go to the next. That's so unappreciative. So if the gift giver, for example, um, is sitting there and they're watching this, for me, I'm like, okay, how is that going to make me feel? You know, you just, you looked at it, you know, and I took time to, you know, to uh, put it in my budget, uh, my financial budget to go and get in the car and drive there take time to pick it and make sure that it was, you know, the best thing that I feel that you would like. And then you take it two seconds and throw it to the side. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's just, that's just an example, you know, and, or people, um, they feel this is a discussion that I have with um, my husband a lot uh, about people in the technology arena. They want to be in the technology arena, but they don't want to go to school for it. Excuse me. They feel that if they go to school for six months, then they can get behind these large multi-million dollar computing systems. okay, and and just start, you know, doing whatever. No, you can't. This is years of school. And then you got to get experience behind it. But they don't want to do it. They want to do it. You know, well, I want it right away. And then they'll then they'll say they are some of the contributors to what I I I feel that like. um they're discussing in the um, in the in the political realm, especially um, on the Republican side, that you know people are not finding jobs. No, there's jobs out there. They look at too much television and they feel that they they're supposed to get sixty thousand um, uh, dollars, you know, a month for something, and they barely have a high school diploma. Now, saying that, there's a lot of people who are not college bound individuals. I get that. Okay, so if you're not college-bound individuals that you don't want to go to college or whatever, then acquire a very good trade. However, and here comes the but, you need to take time so that you can acquire um, all of what you need to acquire about your craft so that, you know, you can, you know, go out there and be the best that, that you can be with what with what you're doing. You know what I'm saying, Reginald? Yeah, and, and especially with... Um you know, because we're all always going to need 
uh, blue-collar workers. And, and I don't even like the term blue-collar and white-collar. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's the way of forgetting the body these people and, you know, blue states, red states, you know, and all of that. Get out of here with that. You know, we all need education. We're always going to need plumbers. We're always going to need um, carpenters. Uh, you know, like I was telling a young man a few years ago when I was living in Chicago, I, I said, you know, you see this building, the Sears Tower? Well, they renamed it the Willis Tower, but anyway, it's a hundred stories. And there were plumbers who developed plumbing in order to put in this building you know, just, just, just think about that. So it isn't some guy, you know, walking around with a, you know, with a butt crack, <laughs> you know. Um, uh-huh. So, and, and in trade, you have an apprenticeship. Uh, you exactly. Know, you go to college, certain things, you have an internship. I went through a practical minute internship, you know, plumbing, uh, 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 carpentry, uh, uh, auto mechanics. You have an apprenticeship where you have to be trained and, and, you know, have supervision before you're allowed to go on and complete that job. So, mm-hmm. you know, it does it does take time. And, you yeah, know, unfortunately, I've, I've run into that as well. Uh, you know, people don't want to put the time and energy in, in, in anything. But, I mean, even if a kid is working at McDonald's, they don't just bring you in. You have to be trained. They have to show you how to do the fries. They have to show you how to cook a burger. They have to show you how to how to do the registry. So in mm-hmm. any job that you do, you have some type of apprenticeship before they're going to let you onto that cash register or let you in the store to, to stop. If you work at Walmart as a stopper, if you're not trained how to do things, where to put things, how things rotate, you know, so... Regardless of what we do in life, we have to be trained. We have to take that time to learn that craft. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and this is what I'm saying. You know, time is the most important, um, you know, one of the most important factors, you know, that we as human beings have. And so this is why with time, we need to make sure that we use it um you know, um, it, at the best that we can, because we can't ever get that time back. You know, as I tell people, you know, oh, I'm running late. Okay, you're running late. You're running late. That's it. You know, just do better the next time to get to your appointment or to get to your job or whatever on time. You know, leave leave earlier so that you can get that because you can't you can't do anything about it. Once you're late, that's it. It's over. So don't go rushing down the street and and you know. Uh, possibly causing an accident that could hurt you and other people, you know, just, just, you know, okay, well, I'm, I'm late, I'm late, you know, but, um, you know, with the topic, you know, the faster I go, the less I see, you know, things are going so fast, you know, people aren't, um, you know, they're, they're, they don't even, you know, take time to notice things like, uh, they don't take time to notice. This may sound foo-foo, but I'm going to say they don't take time to notice, you know, the beautiful flowers that are blooming. They don't take time to notice the sky, how clear and pretty it is, or maybe it's getting dark or whatever. Um, they don't take time to notice that, you know, as they're driving on, you know, um, uh, you know, the highway or some street that, oh, wow, they're rehabbing that building or, um, oh, oh, did you notice that, um, you know, that they, they changed the flow of traffic on Second Street or something like this? 
because there it's just what the topic says, you know, the faster I go, the less you see, which is indicative of the fact of when we don't take the time to, you know, to uh, uh, to observe and watch and 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 uh, notice what's you know happening to ourselves and um and around us then you know that that somewhat dumbs us down you know what i'm saying reginald mm-hmm. well it's it's uh kind of reminds me of the song um uh, like glenn fry of the eagles wrote uh back in the 70s uh life in the fast lane and mm-hmm. talked about laughing life in the fast lane surely makes you lose your mind <laughs> yeah and, and and it and it does you know you're you're speeding, you're going down the street, and you're not, you know, noticing anything, and you're, you know, possibly cause an accident, on and on and on. You know, he didn't say that in, in the song, but uh, he said the the uh, premise behind the song was, uh, uh, you know, he was uh, there was a guy riding with Glenn Fry, and and they were in a Corvette, and he was doing, you know, speeding down down the street and everything, and, and the guy who was the passenger who actually wrote the song. Um, you know, that's how he got the inspiration for that song. Like, gosh, it, mm-hmm. it my mind. You know, like the black price said, yeah, life in the fast lane, man. And that's how he got the inspiration to, to, to write the song. But you're not seeing anything as you're, you, you said, you know, as you were saying, as you're stepping down the expressway, you know. And, um, you know, you're right. Uh, uh, sometimes we have to, you know, just take time uh, to appreciate things that we have because this is a day and a time that we will never have again. This is a moment that we will never have. So in reality, we don't have the past. We don't have the future. All we have is the present moment. So exactly. And appreciate that present moment. Exactly. And the thing uh, too, also is that, you know, uh, you know, one of the one of the very most important things is that people, you know, they're they're you know they're moving so fast, you know, they are disconnected um, uh, from the source. As I was saying before, uh, in in my in my uh, uh, broadcast today before earlier, that you know you're moving so fast and things like this, and you become disconnected, you know, from the source. You become disconnected from God and. And and so you're just not learning anything. You're just you're just out there. You know, you're not connected to anything. You're not learning anything. You're not observant about anything, which is a good segue to bring me to my next question for you, Reginald. Okay, you know, for me, Reginald, this topic also brings to mind that people are going so fast that they are becoming more and more desensitized to important matters in their lives. For example, families on a large scale do not gather at the table in the evenings to talk about the day each family member experienced. Now, I've talked about this on my show before, and I'm talking about it again because this is due in large part, Reginald, according to some talking heads, that both parents are out working. Well, this isn't anything unusual, as both parents have been working for decades. Okay, excuse me, to make sure that, you know, excuse me, to make sure that they ends meet, as they used to say, that they're able to continue 
to uh, supply the things that they need to for their family. And sometimes it takes two people to get out there and do their thing. Okay. However, they managed, you know, people used to manage to still come home and prepare a healthy meal without takeout food on the menu and sit down and talk and discuss and assist the children with their homework and et cetera. The whole thing, you know. Now, everything is going so fast with some people because it's not all of us. You know, some of us still do have this, you know, if somebody wants to call it back of the day attitude, whatever, go ahead, call it that, that I feel that they have become desensitized regarding their responsibilities that are relating to their families. Do you understand where I'm going with this, Reginald? Yeah, well, you know, people have to make time for what's important. Um, you can make time for what's important. You do what you want to do, and you don't do what you don't want to do. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can remember, uh, gosh, back in the mid-'90s, in the late-'90s, um, I was working two to three jobs at my normal nine-to-five, and I was doing a couple uh, part-time jobs, you know, things like that. And I was for, like, a Two years, I worked seven days a week, and still, every day, I went to the gym. I was It's ironic. I was in the best shape of my life physically during that time, working seven days a week. Mm-hmm. And I went to the gym every day because that was a priority to me. It was a priority to, you know, play a couple hours of racquetball. At the time, I was playing two hours of racquetball and lifting mm-hmm. for an hour, things like that, you know. So I made mm-hmm. time for what was important. And even yes. now, if, if there's something that I want to do, I'm going to make time for it. Uh, so I don't want to hear the excuse with people. I don't have time for my kids. And it, you know, that, that's your obligation. You know, these kids exactly. have to come. And I can speak on this after, you know, after working with children and families for 26, 27 years. I can speak on this. And, and, and I'm, you know, just really passionate about it and I'm tired of saying, well, I don't have time for that. You, you do have time. That's your obligation. Mm-hmm. That's your responsibility. And, and you don't get kudos for doing what you're supposed to do. You're supposed Absolutely. to be a positive role model for your children, for your grandchildren, for your nieces and, and, and nephews. I enjoy, you know, I don't have children of my own, but I enjoy it every minute and look back fondly on the time that I spent with my nephews, your, your, your children growing up, you know, changing mm-hmm. diapers, them spitting up on me when they were teenagers doing things with them, you know, playing ball with them and their, and, and, and their, and their friends, you, you know? Uh, so, so it's your responsibility to, to make the time uh, to do those things for, for people who you care about or who care about you or you're responsible for. So, uh, you know, get off this soapbox people about, oh, I don't have time. You you do. It is your responsibility. You make time. And a lot of times it's, it's opportunity just to, it's to, uh, not always the, 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 qual- the, the quantity, but the quality. It's sometimes exactly. It's the, quality and not, it's the quality and not the quantity. And then there's times where it's the quality and the quantity. Exactly. And speaking of quality time, uh, for example, people are saying, 
you know, because of the rate of obesity that's in our country right now, uh, people are saying, well, I don't have time, you know, to work out. I don't have time to go to gym or whatever. Okay, your house is your gym. You don't have to actually incur um, high cost to go to a gym, have gym memberships and things like that, because then that way you are expensing time that you're saying you don't have to get into your car and go to the gym and things of that nature. So what mm-hmm. I do like is that a lot of these um these um um uh uh, uh uh individuals who um you know come up and compose you know um varying ways for people to exercise they have 10 minutes down 10 minutes of good quality time every day of some type of function you know of exercising with your body is fabulous it's fabulous i mean come on 10 minutes of weightlifting you can weight lift 10 minutes for, I don't know, you could come up with your own regime. 10 minutes a day, I'm going to weight lift um, uh, three days a week. And then the other uh, two days, I'm going to do floor exercise and, you know, crunches and things like that. Um, and then I'm going to do lunges. And then on the other day, you know, um, maybe you may do something else. You, you understand what I'm saying? So all I'm saying is that I agree with that. It's just an excuse. People like to make excuses. Some of them are aware of it, aware of it, and others are not. But people like to make excuses for things that that they're that they are, you know, are falling short on. And some of it is intentional, and some of it, you know, is 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 not. But you know what? We're going to take a break right here, and then we're going to come back and continue discussing our topic. Hi, listeners. This is Teresa E. Keeves, and I would like to know if you are having issues or disagreements with your neighbor and you have reported it to the HOA and the issue still has yet to be resolved and now you're feeling as though your concerns have fallen on deaf ears and you are not sure what to do. Don't think of litigation. How about professional mediation? Mediation is becoming very popular for resolving issues in a timely and cost-effective manner. You see, unlike the litigation process, the mediation process, parties are given a platform to be heard and open communication between the parties is established. Professional mediation also combines neutral advocacy, implementing evaluative and facilitative techniques, empowerment is developed, as the parties are very much involved in solidifying an agreement with the guidance of the professional mediator. Would you like to know more? Give me a call at 623-594-5657 or visit my website at www.tekmediations.com. Welcome back to Put It All on the Table Through Mediation. Here again, Teresa E. Keeves. Thank you for returning to me. This is Teresa E. Keeps, your host for Put It All on the Table. And, um, you know, I'm discussing with my guest, Rachel C. Campbell, the world's best mental health therapist, the topic of the faster I go, the less I see. And, um, you know, I, 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 you know, when, as I said, when I heard, um, uh, Dr. Charles Stanley, um, discussing this with his, um, um, uh, you know, to his to his congregation and also to the viewers, it was very very much apropos. You know, it um, <clears throat> excuse me, really intrigued me. It's like when Dr. Schuler was saying um, uh, years ago on his program 
Um, you know, tough times never last, but tough people do. Now I'm noticing, Reginald, just a side note, that people are now saying that phrase, you know, when they weren't saying it before, you know, and he's the one who who uh, uh, coined that phrase that tough times never last, tough people do it. Nobody could say it like like he says it. He said it was so much gusto and so much feeling because he really wanted people to know that tough times don't last, but tough people do. And that means that you get through what it is that you can get through, what it is that it seems to have you right now, because nothing have you, just know that you have it. But back to what um, you were talking about, that the faster I go, um, um, the, the less I see. Um, I also say, Reginald, that, uh, you know, this is also very contributing to the fact of, of a lot of people, um, you know, you know, in, in mediation and court and things like that. I mean, because the courts are bogged down. But, you know, for, for right now, I'm talking about um, mediations. Um, mediation is becoming more and more popular. Um, and um, the thing is, in the process of mediation, there's a lot of great things in it. But one of the great things that um, in pop in, in that is uh, great with mediation is that, you know, if you're if you're a great you know, mediator, like I know all of everybody that is mediating, listening to me, I know that you are. Um, and, um, and, and so what you do is that you slow it down. You slow it down because a lot of times, Reginald, I get, uh, disputants come in and they're talking fast. <sighs> you know, they're in a hurry. So I tell them to take a deep breath, you know, and to breathe. You know, this is not a hearing. Nobody's going to make a decision for you. This is something that the, you know, the disputants are going to come to together collectively to do this. You know, so, um, you know, that that's one of the great things that I like about, um, you know, the, the process of mediation is that, you know, you 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 slow yourselves down. You, you know, when you come in there, you're not going fast because it's, it's not going to happen fast anyway, Reginald. You know what I mean? And I'm sure that when you come in contact with some of your clients, um, in situations which is not mediation, but it's a different situation. Nevertheless, you have to deal and come to some type of um, resounding uh, best in solution for your client. And uh, so I'm sure that you um, have also engaged, um, um, you know, people in, in your practice as well. Have you not? Well, sure. A lot of times you, you know, have to uh, allow people to slow down and or teach them how to slow down and, um, you know, certain situations, uh, if somebody is, you know, it's on what I call okey-doke, uh, if they're trying to pull the wool over my eyes, you know, that bad talking stuff. It's like, you know, look, I've been around the block. I'm from Chicago. I know a fast talker and I know okey-doke and I see it and when I hear it, you know, uh, so sometimes, you know, that situation Uh, you know, look at each situation as 
mm-hmm. and Dr. Schuler. Uh, 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 didn't watch Dr. Schuler uh, as, as much as Dr. Uh, Dr. Sandy. Uh, Dr. Sandy is the only two people that, that I admire. Um, and, and when Dr. Schuler said what he said, uh, you know, he had reason behind that. He had biblical scripture to back up what he said and why he said it. And, and Dr. Sandy is, is the same way in Joel Osteen also. And, and what I like about, about all three of those gentlemen, um, they would always say, uh, you know, especially Dr. Sandy always says, don't take my word for it. Here it is right here in, you know, whatever, whatever scripture. Uh, so, mm-hmm. so if you're a Christian or if you're a Buddhist, uh, Muslim, whatever, you know, there are, I'm sure there are scriptures to back up uh, what someone says. So don't take someone's word for it just because they say it, just because they're, uh, you know, a, a minister or whatever. Have them back up what is said. And if they're able to, because I, I, you know, in therapy, I, I, I do the same thing. I back up saying mm-hmm. this and such and such because, and, and here's why I have reason and documentation and experience and, and studies to back up what I'm saying. Uh, you know, this well, will help you because A, B, C, and D, like any medicine, they say this medicine works is because there's been research, research and development on that medicine that shows why it will do what it's supposed that, to do. That how it worked, why it worked, and, and, and the relation that it is with, with why the doctor is prescribing it to you. But what I wanted to say real quickly, because I'm running out of time, is that you named three men, which I have been listening to. My husband and I visited Crystal Cathedral for, you know, quite a number of times. And, um, you know, we, we, um, also support them, uh, financially. But I also want to throw in a fabulous lady, Joyce Meyer who uh, gives it to you a little bit different, um, but however, nevertheless, give it to you straight and give it to you good. And um, she also, the thing that I, I like about um, Joyce Meyer and, uh, and and the other uh, three that you named who's on, who, who, are, who are fabulous people, is that they give what I call common sense theory. They talk about things, they relate it to the scripture, but however, they then come and they give you common sense theory so that you'll know how to apply it or where you see what he's he or she is talking about, this is happening in your life, and how you can you know uh, uh, make it you know make things you know make it better um, you know uh, things better in your life, hopefully, so that you can move on and become you know what you were created to become on this beautiful earth. Now, I thank you, Rachel, for you know discussing that you know this great topic with me, and um, you know I I certainly appreciate um, you. I'm coming on my show this morning and I certainly appreciate, um, um, I certainly appreciate, um, you know, uh, my listeners out there, you know, the faster I go, the less I see. And I want you all to think about that, you know, to slow it down, you know, take a little time to enjoy the view as Barbara Walters, um, you know, said, but I want to leave you guys with, um, a couple of things. Number one, please register to vote and please find out the location and times and where your voting place is, okay? And to make sure that they have, um, um, uh, you know, enough, um, ballots, uh, so that, you know, you don't want to be standing there in line and then they go only to tell you, oh, you know, I, you know, we're, we're, we're out of ballots and things, you know, which is, which is really, really crazy. But I want to, I want to leave you with something, 
uh, my listeners and original. This is something that I picked out from Mediate.com, and it's titled A Quick Little Phrase to Stop Bickering in His Tracks. Okay? Now, the author of this is Tammy Linsky. I have used some of her um, some of her writings on my show before, and she says bickering and argument about trivial matters is one of the is one of those everyday bad habits that feeds the need of destructive conflict in a relationship. She says when you teach yourself how to stop getting sucked into bickering, you give yourself and your relationship some fresh air. And here's a short phrase that she says that she uses when both her husband and she are bickering about some petty, trivial, embarrassing, embarrassing um, um, matter or, or subject, okay? Okay, she says, it's, it's this simple, Reginald. Are you ready for this? Let's fight about it. <laughs> That's what she says. She says, let's fight about it. She says, the phrase works because it draws attention to the trivi- triviality of those little bickering matches and because it's the flip of what you might expect. Let's not fight about it. But she says, Let's not fight about it is a tampon down statement, a plea to let it go or ignore the disagreement. It has it has its place, no doubt. She says, let's fight about it. Does something refreshingly different. It helps us better sell. It helps it helps our better selves step up. And I want to leave you guys with that. Thank you so much for uh, listening to me. Thank you so much for uh, Reginald Camel, the world's best mental health therapist. And I hope that you got something out of uh, the topic today, uh, which is the faster I go, the less I see. Slow it down. Take some time so that you can absorb and be uh, so you can observe and be um, observant and and on point. I will be back with you in two weeks from now. Take have a great day. Bye bye. <laughs> 